0: Welcome to the Dental Billing Academy podcast powered by e Dental Solutions. Hey, dental billers. Uh, I'm one of the hosts of the Dental Billing Academy, uh, Amanda, um, and I have a fabulous co-host with me as well. Um, who is, this is her first Dental Billing Academy podcast, but I know for sure it's not going to be her last. Um, so Amber, do you want to tell everybody about your experience? Yes.
1: Hi, I'm Amber, and I'm joining Amanda today as a co-host. I have been a dental biller for almost nine years now, and like Amanda, I know nothing about EagleSoft, so I'm so excited that Jackie and Jessica are here to tell us today um, all the tips and tricks with EagleSoft.
0: Yeah, we are by no means the experts in most of the areas (laughs) of dental billing, but we know the right people, and we'll Um, continue to interview the right people on this podcast. And today, when we are talking about the Eaglesoft practice management software, we have pulled in two of the most knowledgeable uh, dental billers that we know in this software, Jessica Simon and Jackie Holloway. To give all of you all the, all the information, best tips, practices, we're going to be talking a lot about different things with EagleSoft uh, in this episode, so I'm really excited. Uh, so let's start at the beginning, um, which is telling you all, telling everybody a little bit about your background in the dental field. And so Jessica, we'll start with you.
2: I actually graduated hygiene school to be a hygienist and I was lucky enough to get into an office that had very limited hygiene availability. So I started working in their office and really from the ground up learned EagleSoft backwards, forwards. Um, and then I had the fortune of being a hygienist as well. So I got to learn all the clinical side of it too. Um, But it definitely helped because I got to see how things impacted different things and um, why it's so important. And um, after a few years of being an office manager and a hygienist, then started working remotely, only doing dental billing from home. Um, And at that point, the knowledge grew even more because once you work with multiple offices, you see how they do things differently. You need to utilize different things. So
0: um that's kind of how I
2: got where I am now.
0: Great. Well tell us about uh all about your experience, Jackie.
2: So I've been in the field
3: for 22 years now. Um I've done pretty much everything uh in dentistry from general dentistry to oral surgery. Um, I've even worked with the military for a little bit. Uh, but for the past six years, um, I've been doing remote dental billing. And with the remote dental billing, I do that from home. Um, and my primary software, you know, is EagleSoft, kind of knowing the ins and outs. Um, I also help do a lot of training um, with EagleSoft and making videos uh, to help my teams that I work with so that they. Uh, are able to flow and pull the right report so they know what they're looking at to set them up for success.
1: Awesome. That's pretty cool, Jackie, how you've also worked with the military. Um, so can you tell us, uh, what is the Eaglesoft feature that you really love? Ooh, um, probably
3: the aging report. Um, I know there was some, some blips with Eaglesoft 20, um, but I love that you can pull the aging report and it shows you all of your claim status notes. Um, so that you can look at any claim on that report and know exactly where that claim is, when the last time you touched it, um, and just have that full picture, but it not only shows you your last note, it shows you the history of it. Um, so that's probably my favorite feature.
1: That's awesome. Cause that's one of the big things with dental offices is the agent report, um, knowing where they left off, getting that aging report down and kind of not being lost on where they need to go. It keeps them organized. So that's a great tip. Uh, What about you, Jessica?
2: Um, I would have to say the reporting in general about Eaglesoft is my favorite. I feel like a lot of software's you have doctors that want to see different types of information financially and the same roadblock that you constantly hit is, well, this isn't an accounting software. This is a dental software. Um, and I really do like the flexibility and all the different things that you can see within the evil reporting, the way you can manipulate the reports in different ways to show the information in um, multiple ways. Um, and it really gives the offices the flexibility to to change things the way they want them to work and to view them the way they want them to see them. So um, I think that's probably my favorite thing about Eaglesoft.
0: It's really neat that um, it is customizable like that for practices. So if they want to focus um, on certain areas, they want to see numbers from, like you said, a certain angle. hmm See that, see that data, they can. That is definitely a unique feature for Eaglesoft. What do you, both of you, in your experience, um, working with multiple offices that use Eaglesoft, um, what what do you see, and, and we'll start with you on this question, uh, Jessica, but what do you see as um, the biggest pain point or the area that uh, offices that use Uh, EagleSoft usually struggle with?
2: I think the most difficult thing, especially if you're coming from another software, is realizing how much things can be changed. Um, And if you're not aware from the get-go of what you're doing and how you want to see things how you want things to be set up, then when you realize it later, it makes it a little bit difficult. Um, things like adjustments and different financial things. Um, it, the setup of things, because it's so customizable, it does allow a lot of error, especially if you don't even know to think about it when you start out. Um, so I think I think the biggest thing that people need to do is is really focus on training before they're really starting with the software and developing a game plan of how they want their practice to run and how they're working there, you know, paying providers on collections or paying on production. All of those things really make a difference on how you're going to set things up. Um, So I think, you know, in the long run, if if you're not aware of that at the beginning, then that's probably the biggest kind of headache that I've seen offices and just not understanding what they're looking at report wise in general too, because every office is so different. You know, you can look at a patient AR report, but if you don't understand that there's a whole current insurance portion of the patient AR that's included in those numbers, um, people can get very confused. So I think that's that's probably the biggest painful thing that I've seen.
0: Jackie, do you agree with that? Do you have um, any additional areas that you've seen offices struggle?
3: Um, the biggest struggle that I see is like allocations, you know, just really understanding how that ledger works. Um, you know, EagleSoft is such an accounting software Um, If you're not doing, you know, that line item distribution per procedure, same thing with your adjustments, those have to be the same way, like you can't bulk things together, um, you know, and sometimes you have to unassign like a visa payment so that you can assign the insurance payment, you can assign the insurance adjustment, but also just like Jessica was saying, if you don't understand how it's set up and you're kind of just jumping in you know, take a step back to see how it is set up. Are the, you know, hygienists paid on production? Are the other providers paid on production or collections? Um, And you want to make sure that when you're doing those adjustments, those payments, that the allocation is going to the right provider, you know, so that it's affecting the right report. Um, Otherwise you can create, and and I've seen it happen, you can create a mess in like, two hours Mm -hmm. if you don't know
2: what you're doing. And that mistake that you made today will still be showing up two years later because once you don't allocate properly, then the next payment doesn't allocate and then the next one. And then all of a sudden you're looking back at two years worth of information that was never correct.
0: So Mm -hmm. those those things build on each other Mm -hmm. and can really cause just a giant mountain of a mess. Uh, from one, one issue. Now, um, just tossing this out here, because it, this may just be my experience, which again is limited with EagleSoft, but something that I have seen with offices is um, fee schedules. Mm -hmm. Can either of you kind of speak on that and why that might be an issue? um, Offer up any tips tricks best practices for keeping those fee schedules updated is there a um a really efficient way to do that and why do you think that offices maybe struggle or or put off and avoid updating those fee schedules in eaglesoft
3: um i personally think your fee schedules need to be updated every year regardless of your software so that way you're giving you know accurate treatment plans Um, But the thing with Eaglesoft is you have the ability to build a fee schedule to the ledgers for your treatment plans, but you can also set it to where it sends out your UCR fees. Um, But to go kind of hand in hand with those fee schedules, you have your coverage books Um, and the coverage books allow you to account for certain employers, you know, that may do a downgrade on um, a resin. And so the coverage book is going to trump that fee schedule. It's going to say, "Yeah, the fee's a hundred dollars, but the insurance only looks at sixty-five because there's a downgrade." Um, and I love that feature with EagleSoft. Uh, if you set it up correctly um, with your coverage books and your fee schedules, treatment planning is so easy, mm-hmm. and you will have very little adjustments on that ledger because you're going to be spot on.
1: Awesome. So Jackie, you had talked a little bit about allocating. And like, if you have a visa payment, sometimes you have to unclick that to do the insurance payment. Can you tell us your best tip and trick for EagleSoft posting payments?
3: Ooh, um, when you're posting a visa payment, uh, for say the patient came in, maybe they had three fillings. Um, instead of assigning the visa payment just to you know one procedure, try to break it up for your treatment plan. So that way you're not having to unassign it. Um, and that's gonna go, kind of go hand in hand with that fee schedule um, and those coverage books. If you have those up to date and you did a treatment plan, um, when you're assigning that patient payment before you get the insurance payment, put it by procedure. Um, so that way you're not having to backtrack and do extra work um, and just really playing, you know paying close attention to those ledger fees. Because when you look at an EOB, it may tell you that you know what was submitted was $300, which may be your UCR fee, but you really have to pay attention to those ledger fees because that's where people get, you know kind of confused when they're making adjustments. They'll adjust off what they see on the EOB but they're not paying attention to what was
2: actually billed to the ledger. Would you agree, Jessica? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the allocations and the adjustments are definitely the biggest headache for posting payments. So um, just making sure that every time you post a payment, regardless of what type it is, that you're posting it to the appropriate services. Eaglesoft has a lovely feature where they like to auto-allocate to the oldest balances. Um, so sometimes without even realizing it, you can put in a payment and if you're not really paying attention, it can go to the wrong services. Um, I actually have, I've worked with one office um, because they're so, they're so on top of how their accounting and their ledgers works, that they actually purposely leave their patient payments unallocated Because they know that if the insurance pays differently than they're expecting, that they're going to go in and have to correct something. And then once they make a correction, maybe something else auto-distributes somewhere else. So what they do is they actually go in and put in a patient payment. They'll leave it unallocated with the expectation that when the insurance payment gets put in, whatever balance is left over, that patient payment will then be allocated at that time. And then if there's a credit, they know it's truly coming from that patient payment instead of coming from somewhere else. So, again, like we said, it's, it's, it's such a customizable software that it gives you a lot of different options for what works best for you. But when posting payments, that's definitely the number one thing that needs to be paid attention to.
0: So with that specific office, what, when they do that, that what they're ensuring is that if there is a patient balance after the insurance pays, that the payment the patient made is going to the oldest possible balance first, but you don't, you know, you want to be careful and not have it do that unless you really mean for it to, I guess, allocate that way. Is that what you're saying? Uh,
2: I mean, so it's more of, if a patient comes in and say they have an old balance and they're having services today, they can go ahead and put in the patient payment and they can allocate the portion that needs to go to the older balances. But then for that office, they leave the new patient balance unallocated that way, whenever they do get the insurance payment, if it pays differently, they're not having to go in and cause you have to assign the payment to where it goes. And then if it, it's not right, then you have to unassign it to then reassign it. So instead of going through those steps, they basically just leave it unassigned for that day until the insurance pays. And then they go in and assign that payment to those procedures, whatever balance is left. So it basically just It takes out that back and forth of assigning, unassigning, assigning again, just to make sure that you're getting the credits everywhere that they need to be if there is a credit. Um, Because that's really where the the problem comes up is if there is an overpayment somewhere, that's where things start to get distributed incorrectly. Um, so, So that's the way that they kind of handle that. If this doesn't work out how we thought it would, if there's a credit, we can make sure it's showing that this is a true patient credit. And now we don't have an unallocated insurance payment because it wasn't input properly. Yeah. And with that also,
3: when you have like multiple family members on the same account mm-hmm. and you're just posting payments and, you know, not really paying much attention. Um, you know, Amanda say that you, myself and Jessica were all in the same account. Well, your bite wings may have denied a year ago. Um, uh, but I've been paying or maybe the insurance, you know, fee schedule wasn't updated. So the insurance paid $20 more for when I came in, but then Jessica came in and she had $20, you know, balance left over. It's not going to reflect that you owe for your bite wings because my overpayment went to your bite wings. And you really have to pay attention to those ledgers
2: and you know, that line item. It's so important. God forbid I turn 18 one year and decide I want to be on my own account. And then all of a sudden, what looks like a zero balance now shows up as a $2,000 balance because it doesn't look like any of my services were ever paid. So it definitely is a snowball effect.
1: Yeah, that's a great tip for all of our dental billers out there who are joining our episode. Credits especially can be one big thing in an office that can drive or hurt them. Um, you always want to make sure you're getting the correct credits to your patients or not over or under doing their credits. Um, so that's a great tip, especially with allocating. Also with allocating if you have multiple providers, mm-hmm. making sure you're paying your providers correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving on to aging, Jessica, what do you think is your best tip or trick for working the aging reports?
2: Um, I would have to say as much as I love our aging report, because it gives you that great kind of overall history of all of the claims, but you do have those instances where something needs to get recreated. Um, And at that point, it kind of resets the aging of those claims. Um, So I really like to suggest working from a spreadsheet. And luckily, because of the way the software is set up, it's really easy to export the data, and then import it into a spreadsheet. And at that point, you really have free range to manipulate things. You can arrange everything by date of service. That way, if you had a claim that was almost a year old, and then you have to recreate it for whatever reason, you're not losing that true aging of that claim. Um, and you can, you know, you can organize a spreadsheet based on insurance. You can organize it based on patient date of service. It's, it just gives you a little bit more customization as far as how you want to work that aging report. Um, and I think that's really the way that people can be the most effective when they're working it instead of just going down a report one by one. And then you have to open up the account to see maybe what had happened, where, You don't really lose that history if you're working from a spreadsheet.
1: Yeah, that's a great thing. Um, Spreadsheets, they can be great. They're great for organizational skills, especially if it's resetting claims back when you recreate them, because then you kind of know, all right, this actually isn't on my 30. It's technically on my 60. I need to work this now. Mm -hmm. Um, And that way your aging's not getting out of control. How Mm -hmm. about you, Jackie? Yeah, I'm
3: gonna agree with Jessica, you know, Eaglesoft does have the feature where you can set your aging date. Um, but most people when they're recreating those claims, they don't even think to set this claim really should be a 60 day old claim, they just recreate it. It's, it's a feature that I would say out of 100 people, 99 of them don't use that feature. Um, and so you wanna make sure that you keep that organized Um, One of the other things that I like about Patterson that they offer within EagleSoft is, you know, check status if you're signed up for that service Um, and you're able to verify that that claim is actually on file. Um, And then once you verify that it's on file, then you're able to determine what your next step is. You know, was it a pro fee? Was it on file? Are they going to need more information? Probably not. But is it a Creon? And then you can dig a little deeper, you know, did we get the attachment sent? Did the narrative go Um, to try to make it easier for you? I believe in, you know, work smarter, not harder. Um, So utilizing the features within EagleSoft will really help you when you're working that aging report.
0: Absolutely. And I think that um, EagleSoft is, like you all have mentioned, um, such a complex uh, software, really has a lot of great features once you understand them and know what you're looking at. But like you just said, Jackie, you know, out of 100 people, um, 99 are probably not utilizing the feature. You you probably just blew a lot of dental billers minds just now. Like, I can do that, you know, with Eaglesoft. So it is, you know, it's just... One of those practice management softwares where you can just keep learning new things about it and new ways to run reports, new ways to do different things um, all the time. So even if you've been working with it for quite a while, it still has new surprises. And so there could be dental billers out there new to EagleSoft or ones that have been working with it for a while that didn't know what you all just talked about and you just improved their day every day in their dental office uh by a million percent. So now we can talk about patient billing. So do either of you all have a tip or trick um within EagleSoft when working patient AR and sending patient statements? Um I know we talked about, you know, allocation of patient credits, um, but is there any other uh tip or best practice that you found to make uh, all dental billers using EagleSoft to make their lives easier when it comes to patient billing?
3: Um, Always collect co-payments on data service. Mm -hmm. Um, That is best practice. So that way you're not having to send out statements. Um, If you come to an office with EagleSoft that the person before you did not do that, which I'm sure we have all seen those offices. Um, When you run your patient AR, uh, filter out your credits on that report so that way your numbers aren't skewed so you know exactly what's collectible. Um, And I would say start with your over 90 because of the collection laws. Um, You don't want to run into that statute of limitation and you can't collect it. just kind of work your way through that um but my best advice on those honestly is collect those co-payments up front it is so much easier to collect from a patient um when they're in front of you and they're getting the treatment done than it is after they've had the treatment done and they may not need
2: any other services Mm -hmm. i agree i will also add to um depending on how much Um, account typing people like to do things can get a little bit messy within the accounts and trying to check the balances Um, I've seen some offices where they'll type like family accounts or don't send don't send a bill or um, we have a collections or a bad debt and then people come back in and their account type has never really changed So some people who are working patient balances, they think that just running the statement wizard is going to give them all the information that they need. Um, But you definitely have to utilize the the statement wizard to send out your statements of course, but you have to have to have to look at that patient AR by responsible party. You will find some accounts on there that for some reason aren't showing up on your statement wizard. And there's gonna be some kind of account preference that's making it not show up. And that could be something that needs to be corrected. I found an office that had an account randomly typed not to get a statement Nobody knew why or how or who, how it got marked that way. But um, that patient ended up having almost a $10,000 balance before it was discovered that they had never gotten a statement before. Um, And that may seem a little bit crazy if you're thinking about just, you know, some general claims, but when you think about someone coming in for sleep apnea or really big procedures, that balance can grow quickly. So if you're just running your statement wizard thinking that's gonna cover all of your bases, it definitely will not. You were talking,
3: you you triggered me to think, um, just recently I was helping an office that in their current balance view in the account screen was showing that the patient had a credit And they didn't understand why it was reflecting a credit when the ledger was showing that there was a balance of, you know, only $33. Um, So once I looked at it, I could see the patient had been put on a payment plan. And that payment plan's already been completed. So they had to remove that in Eaglesoft. And once they did that, it cleared up your, your running balance. Um, but you're absolutely, you, you have to make sure you're staying on top of those account preferences. Um, just as you were talking about it, Jessica, I was like, oh, I just did this two days ago because <laughs> you know, the office manager was completely baffled. She's like, why is it showing a $700 credit? And I had to really look at it and I was like, Oh, you have a marked as a, a payment plan. And so, because they've made all those payments and you never removed it, it's looking as though they do have that credit.
0: For all of the dental billers out there, so this is a great resource for dental billers everywhere, this specific episode for all of the Eagle Soft users, which we know there are a lot. <laughs> but just in, um, so specifically for Eagle Soft dental billers, uh, but it can also kind of bleed over into just general dental uh, billing advice too, but what advice do you have for dental billers out there? Like I said, whether it's general advice, whether it's EagleSoft specific, if they are wanting to switch to EagleSoft or they currently use it, you can pick. Um, but just with all of your um, expert dental billing knowledge, we would love for you to give a little nugget uh, of wisdom to all the dental billers out there. One nugget, huh? Only one. <laughs>
2: I would say don't ever assume that you know everything because as long as you've been working with Eaglesoft you can still learn new things every day and even if you're an experienced dental biller don't jump into Eaglesoft thinking that it's going to be like every other software or you will create yourself some big, big, big problems. Um, it's, it's something that needs to, the time to learn needs to be taken. It's I'm definitely a open a box. Don't read the directions kind of person. And Eagle is not that you need to learn and read everything before you jump in. It's not a, it's not a, Oh, I'll figure it out as I go software. Um, a lot of people, I think, try to to take on that confidence that they'll be able to, and it just, it doesn't work. So if you even if you do have to jump in, you definitely need to be mentored by someone who knows what they're doing. Um, and anyone who's thinking of switching to Eaglesoft um, as an office, um, or if you're someone working in an office who the office is considering that... Um, I would say that unfortunately, um, Patterson is fixing this issue, but Eaglesoft, it may start to kind of be on the back burner just because it is a server-based software. Um, So you deal with the computer updates and um, all the actual hardware updates. And I know a lot of people are switching to more cloud-based software right now, um, which I believe Patterson is or has finalized implementing a new software for that, but um, there's a lot of options out there, and I think cloud-based, unfortunately, <laughs> for us old schoolers, is uh, it's going to be the way of the future.
0: Hard to imagine some of our favorite practice management softwares like EagleSoft being cloud-based, but you know we will we will learn all the best tips and, and practices for for it when it is right. Well, Jackie hit us with a, a nugget of wisdom for dental billers. Um,
3: I would say more focused toward EagleSoft. Um, if you're new to EagleSoft, do not accept administrative privileges. Um, I've seen people do it. They try to fix a mistake and then it creates another mistake. Um, before you dig yourself in a hole, you um, go on your home screen with Eaglesoft and do the live chat with Patterson. They, they will remote in, um, they will fix it and they will save you lots of time, uh, from pulling your hair out. I know when I personally first started with Eaglesoft, um, I was that confident person like, Oh, I can do this. They're all pretty much the same. Um, and I dug that hole 23 years ago and I, after two hours of just digging and digging, trying to fix it, um, I, you know, reached out to Patterson. I'm like, help, help me, please, um, you know. And that's what those resources are there for. Um, so I think that would be, you know, for all EagleSoft users. If you're new to it, do not give yourself administrative privileges. Um, because if you try to fix something, you can create a whole nother mess because of the way it intertwines with each other.
1: That's a great tip, especially for the new people who are coming on to Eaglesoft. And now they know that they can hop on a chat and it'd be super quick and easy with Patterson. Um, and I'm sure there are videos out there they can watch. Um, I know some softwares do YouTube videos so you can learn, um, do you know of any YouTube videos or anything, or maybe Eaglesoft videos?
3: Um, There's lots of YouTube videos, um, but Patterson also, um, they'll send a representative out to your office and they'll do training on site with you. Um, They won't throw you to the wolves. Um, They they will help you. Um, And don't be embarrassed. You know, ask for that help. You know, my situation, I there was no one for me to ask because she had already left and I was taking her place. Um, But, yeah, you know, don't be prideful. We all need help. You know, I've been doing it for 23 years and I still reach out to my colleagues and ask them, hey, can you look at this with me? You know, something just doesn't register. Um, You know, we're learning every day.
0: Well, and with it being such a specific software for your doctor to be able to see accurate information, for you to be able to run accurate reports, see the trends, um, see whether you are on the path to success or where you need to maybe focus your a- attention, it's really important to stop and ask for help. And it's great to hear that you know there are so many resources available to Eaglesoft dental billers to get that help so they don't just have to sit on an island trying to dig their way out alone. Definitely reach out and just um, sounds like the biggest takeaway is just open yourself up to learning things and stop and ask for help to make sure that you learn the best way to uh, do the task in Eaglesoft and get accurate reporting moving forward. Well, thank you both for being on um, as panelists and Eaglesoft experts. Uh, on this episode. Um, anybody that wants to join our podcasts live and um, be a panelist and join the conversation, you can just uh, email Amber and I at podcast at um, But make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram as well. Uh, we look forward to interviewing more experts on practice management softwares different skill-based tasks in the dental billing world, uh, specialized codes, just anything that helps dental billers to elevate their knowledge um, and make their life in the dental world easier. Thank you
3: for having me.
0: Click subscribe now to never miss an episode and find us on Facebook to expand your network.